Peace, everyone. My name is Tommy Garcia. The name of my podcast is Dignity and Respect. Subject, is it a cult or a religion? If you go to TommyGarcia.com, it gives my history and why I believe that I can speak about subjects that I'm about ready to talk about. But I want to talk about cult leaders. I was given to a slash religious leader of a movement cult leader at the age of eight years old. I was groomed and bred to take over the movement, but those things have always changed because I didn't believe what the tenets of the movement were. I want to talk about cult leaders. Cult leaders are so charismatic. The person I had met was Father Divine, a black man, 80 years old, maybe a little bit older than that. He knew he was on his waning years of life and decided he needed a son to thwart off the attempt of Jim Jones Kool-Aid man from taking over his religious movement. One of the higher-ups within the movement said, well, you need a son because you never propagated. You never had children with your white Canadian wife. So you need a son. You need to adopt a son so Jim Jones will leave us alone. In 1962, I was given the father divine by my mom. My sister was with me. She was three years old. I was eight. They immediately separated us. I never saw my sister again for two or three years in the movement. Never saw my mom for about two years. And she ended up dying within the movement in 2001 of a mysterious grandma epileptic seizure with a bottle of Dilantin next to her bed. But she never had epilepsy. Explain that one. Cult leaders. They tell you everything you want to hear in the world. Why do we join? Why do people join? Why do we want to become? Because everybody wants a sense of belonging. A lot of us have dysfunctional families that we don't get from them what we believe that we need. Ah, first of all, or second, the reason I'm wearing sunglasses, I scratch my eye and I want to freak everybody out by looking at it. So we all want a sense of belonging. Whether it's a gang we join, a club, anything, the army, the navy, the armed forces, we want to get away from our family because they're dysfunctional. We want a sense of belonging, the sense of family. And many times we leave, find that by leaving the families. And that's what cult leaders know. They tell you everything that you want to hear. And some cult leaders do very well. In other words, they share what they have. They share in the profits that are going to end up coming in. And usually the profits are very, very Good. I'll say that. Father Divine, uh, in 1929, didn't have a penny to his name. By 1935, he was a multi, multi millionaire, but he shared his assets with everyone, creating co ops, letting his followers put all their money together, buying hotels, restaurants, establishments, and everybody shared in the wealth. That's not the way it is with many other cults. And so now you have a sense of belonging. You feel you're in there. You're hearing words that you want to hear. They nurture you. They fill your soul. But whose pocket are you filling? There are cult leaders out there now that'll tell you everything in the world that you want to hear. You believe it. You want to believe it. You want to be a sense of others who believe it. And that congregation or that movement can grow from a 100 into millions, because that's the way it is. We all want a sense of belonging. But many of us get duped by these leaders, and we don't want to even admit it. 
You don't want to go back to your family and say, oh, I was stupid. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, uh, and so I joined this movement and they weren't good. You don't want to do it. So you don't say anything to anybody and you hold it inside your soul. And what it ends up doing is scarring your soul. I'll talk about one thing else. It's being abandoned. Yes, I was delivered to Father Divine. But in a sense, I feel like my mother abandoned me. And what that did for me was create this sense of one foot out the door. So I would be in a relationship. And as soon as I felt like the relationship was going sour and they might break up with me, I was gone. I was out of the relationship. I didn't want to be a part of it. Uh, if I was at a job and thought that maybe they were going to lay me off or they might want to fire me, which really never happened, but lay me off, boom, I was gone. I didn't want to hear that rejection again. When you're abandoned to hear the rejection part, it sticks with you for the rest of your life. And no matter what anybody says, oh, it wasn't your fault. You didn't do it. You were too young. You didn't know. That don't mean anything. You believe that you did something wrong in your life as a child, that your parents didn't want you. Many mothers believe it's better to give their child up as an infant. And you know what? They're right. If you can't take the care of the child and you give the child up as an infant, I understand. But when you give up a child at eight years old, that's like the movie Joe Dirt. You wonder for the rest of your life, what the heck did I do wrong that my parents didn't want me? Well, let me think. At five years old, my father started beating me. He was a soccer player, so he kicked me in the head, had headaches for the next 40 years. Uh, maybe that was it. Uh, my mom gave me up to a religious movement, ended up staying in the religious movement, dying in the religious movement. Huh, what did I do wrong there? You never know, but you always question yourself. And that question just stayed with me my whole life. Now I'm trying to speak to everyone out there to say that if you're like me and you've been abandoned, or if you've been in a religious movement slash maybe it was a cult, and you feel left out now, like you couldn't talk to anybody or you didn't understand because people would think that you were ignorant or something else, like I said, stupid because of doing it. No, you were just trying to find family. And with myself, I want to fill my soul, but I need to fill my soul with good things to get rid of those scars that, that are there, those scars that happened from childhood that stayed with me for my whole life. Again, cult leaders, they tell you everything they want to hear. Next thing you know, they're getting in trouble, going to court because they did something wrong. What do they need from you? Money. I need money. I need money to help me in my court case. They found me embezzling from the uh, from, from my own uh organization. They found me doing something sexually wrong. They found this, but I need your money. And they just take your money and take your money. What is it for? For you to hear swill coming out of their mouth, right? You're not going to get any of that money. You're just giving up that money to make them have a lifestyle that's lavish, something you will never have in your life. And they're giving you words. That's it. Just words. But it's actions that count. Do they give you back some of their money when you need it, when you're hungry, when you have nothing nothing on the table, you don't have a roof over your head? What do they, nothing. They don't do anything. If they do do something like that, they're letting you into a commune. 
in the one that I was in the movement, they didn't believe the they believed in the undue mixing of sexes. What their tenet was, Father Divine, is no smoking, no drinking, no undue mixing of the sexes, no receiving of gifts, present, tips, or bribe. Okay, so you split people up. Women in one level, men in another, different buildings, what happens? They get together, they have sex. You're not supposed to have sex. And as soon as you have sex, somebody snitches on you because they want to get higher up in the movement, and then they kick you out. So now you've lived there for years, having sex under the table. They find out about it. You've given all your money to them, everything. And so they're living this lavish lifestyle, and the higher-ups are doing better. And what do you get? Nothing. So you have the leader of the movement at the top. Below him are the higher-ups. Below them are the soldiers that enforce everything. Below them, you have the followers. The followers, I understand 100%. The followers that were in the peace mission movement were wonderful. I was taught from black people from the ages of 40 to 101 what it was to be family and the love that was there and the class that they all had, because within this movement, everybody had dignity and respect for one another. <laughs> Those words. They're not even a part of American society anymore. Treating everybody with dignity and respect, morals and values, right out the freaking door. The crazier shit you do, oops, excuse me, there's an expl expletive. The crazier stuff that you do, the more that people want to look at you. It's like going by on the freeway, traffic is jammed, and you go, uh-oh, there's an accident. Everybody's looking at looky-loos. The looky-loos are looking at somebody that's spewed across the road because they can't stop from looking. If it bleeds, it leads. So I understand all of that. But then where is the foundation of America then? Don't we have to have something of a foundation that binds us all, the bond of being family, of all sense of being along, belonging to one country? Isn't really that what's more important first? To have a strong foundation, as my current wife told me when we got together. I said, foundation? What are you talking about? She goes, we need a strong foundation. And I thought, no, I might get one foot out the door. This sounds too heavy to me. No, Tommy, she said... You need to shake loose everything that you had happened in the past. I will do the same with mine. And we'll create a foundation that's rock solid where nobody or ourselves can divide each other. And that's exactly what we did. And that's exactly what our country needs to do. Part of our country doesn't want blacks to assimilate with Hispanic. Why? There's 40 million blacks, 60 million Hispanics, one third of the population. No, they don't want us to have a voice. African-Americans have a better voice than us, than the Latinos. They're in movies. They're in TV. They're in commercials. They're doing great. They need to help us. They need to join together with us because that's all they're going to get. 1% of the population of African-Americans in movies, TVs, and radio and all that. What about all the rest? Us Latinos, we don't have anything on TV except one comedy show and nothing in movies, nothing telling about our history, nothing talking about who we are. We're not all gardeners, mechanics, stereotyped into this one look that they, that people see. We have branched out right now. We're in the tech society. We need to get together, all of us, religious leaders from every religious sect in this country, every race, creed, color, religion need to get together and join and find out what is it that we can create a foundation in this country and make it strong. 
Then you can go watch this crazy stuff you want and everything else, treat people the way you want, but at least you have a foundation now of what you know is really what's right and what is wrong. That is so important these days. I'm not going to keep on ranting on this one. I'm going to do this on my next episode, but I sort of wanted to give you an idea of what I believe in, and I believe in America. My father immigrated into this country from Mexico. My mom's family immigrated from Greece. They were Greek Albanians, and we're a country of color, all different colors, and white's one of those colors, all different colors. We're like a puzzle that you can't put together. There's that missing link that joins us all together as Americans. That is so important to be an American. And what does it mean to be an American? Does it mean that, oh, great, uh, I've got an AK-47 and I got an AR-15. I can go kill as many people as I want because uh, somebody fired me. Oh, I broke up with my girlfriend. Oh, I, had, I listened to somebody and they said that they don't like people of color. So I'm just going to go start doing mass shootings. More mass shootings in this country than every third world nation or any other country in the world. What is wrong with us? It's because we're getting the wrong message. We need another message that comes to us that talks us how to join together as a nation. Remember, in war, a nation divided is a nation ready to be conquered. Remember that. So if everybody's dividing us within our political society, what do they want to do? Take us over? For what? Last thing I'm going to talk about is... We blame the government for everything. Ah, the price of groceries, they're high. The price of gas, it's going through the roof. I can't afford a home because of the interest rates. It's all because of the government. No, it isn't. It's corporate greed. Right after the pandemic, all the investors wanted their money back from the corporations they had all invested in. They didn't get anything back. And when the pandemic was over and the government gave pandemic relief to everybody, the corporations wanted every cent that they got. They want every cent till this day. And they raised the prices and created an inflation that we're all paying huge prices for everything. Was that the government? No, it's the corporations that did that. The gas companies that did that. Interest rates? Federal Reserve has nothing to do with the federal government. It's a private sector that sets what they believe are the interest rates to control inflation. Inflation that was created by the corporations. Who loses? Everybody in the freaking middle and the bottom. The wealthy. Does that stop them from buying homes? No. Interest rates hurt middle Americans from, buy, from the middle class from buying homes? Yes. Well, what happens to the poor? They even go further down the ladder. There is no trickle-down effect. Wake up, everybody. I know you're not, many of you are not going to understand or believe what I'm saying, but just think about it. The government cannot control corporations, right? The Republicans, most of them, will not pass laws, won't pass gun laws. What? They just allow people to still kill each other. And it's, Oh, well, he had an issue. Ah, oh, well, you know what? Uh, the First and Second Amendment. I was going to talk about anything. Uh, first, first Amendment. I can do this. I can do that. All these amendments that they go on. Well, then keep your gun in your home, okay? Use it to go hunt something else except people. Anyway, that's the end of my podcast. Peace out. I love you all. I hope we can get together on one issue and all agree on it. And we need to build a foundation within this country. That's what we really need. Peace.